You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 197 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thank you, as always, for being here. And as always, thank you for your five-star ratings and your reviews. They really do help. Wherever you're listening to this, the app that you're in, Apple, Spotify, whatever, if you could go in, take five seconds, leave us a five-star review, and better yet, if you leave a rating in there, like you type something out, maybe we'll even send you some free swag, but Mm -hmm. it really does help. I was on the phone with somebody this week who applied for coaching, and she found us just randomly through the podcast, which is, which is so cool. So uh, we really appreciate it. If you have time to do it, like I said, we'll give you a a virtual high five. If you leave us a written review, maybe we'll send you some swag (laughs) in the mail. We got some new swag (laughs) actually headed to us. I'm constantly creating stickers right now. She's all about the stickers. Well, we, we send out like cards to our, to our clients, like for their welcome and for anniversaries. And you know, like we have clients that have been with us several years. I'm like, well, can't keep sending the (laughs) same stickers out. So I'm now making (laughs) stickers and keychains and buttons. And like, it's super fun to create them. And, and the company we like gives a lot of specials so whatever their specials i'm like oh okay i'll make one of those yeah their their so, email marketing is on point they are they, we we fall for it all the time well it's so cheap yeah it'll be like 50 stickers for 15 dollars when normally it would be like 75 dollars. so they're like oh i'm like okay i'll use those 50 stickers for sure yeah it's sticker so, mule if anybody yeah. out there has a business or you just want to get some stickers made yeah they have good hot sauce too they call mule sauce i know if you order like enough dollars you know however 150 dollars worth of stuff or something i think they send you like mule sauce i don't know what the dollar amount is but it's funny i was yeah. like why are we getting hot sauce <laughs> with our stickers <laughs> yeah it is kind of weird but they're known for it and they send you a coaster every time that's true is that all we were going to talk about this today well, or this episode talk about the interview that we're <laughs> yeah so today's episode is actually um, an interview that we did with our own financial advisor that we we hired because um we needed some help mm-hmm. we wanted some guidance and we recorded it with the intent of being able to share it on this podcast yeah. too. So if it sounds a little weird as we're going through it, that's the reason why. But um, the point of the episode is to show you all the parallels between your own personal finance and your health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're big fans of Dave Ramsey. Sometimes we share his content on our uh, Instagram story mm-hmm. and it's crazy how many people will reply to the story and be like, oh yeah, like isn't it funny how many things apply to, yeah, and that's exactly why, that's we, why we did this, this episode. Part, yeah. But um, you can, I don't think I, we mentioned it in the episode here, but you can find Justin on Instagram at Justin Green FP. The name of his company is Assist FP mm-hmm. and he primarily works with health and fitness coaches mm-hmm. to help them produce wealth. But there's a lot of things you can get from him just for your own personal finance. So he also has a podcast called Dollars and Dumbbells. He does (laughs) some solo episodes where he talks about topics. Then he does a lot of interviews Mm -hmm. with coaches and other folks, too. So I think you'll get a lot from this episode. I hope that you guys have a great holiday season if you're listening to this when it comes out. Uh, We appreciate you guys. We hope you have a great time with your friends and family and that you have a safe uh, weekend. And without any further ado, let's get into the episode with Justin Green. All right, so today we are doing something a little bit different than uh, than usual. So uh, Jonathan and I are always sliding each other's Instagram DMs talking about, uh, oh, that applies to fitness or vice versa. Like I'm like, oh, that same concept applies to finances. And so we thought we'd get on here and uh, just have a discussion about all of the overlapping 
uh, core principles and philosophies that really apply both to the, your financial life and your fitness journey because there's just so many of them. So I think where we're going to kick it off is uh, just kind of talking about how it's 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 not that complicated, right? So a lot of people, when it comes to finances, they think they hear all this like really advanced jargon that like people in suits are telling them online, and that just makes it seem so much more complicated than it really needs to be, and so they delay getting started. And you know, Jonathan and Blakely, you guys, tell me what you see on like the fitness side. How does that apply over there? Yeah. I, even before we get into that, I know that there's a lot of coaches that, um, to listen to that, listen to your podcast. And I just want to say, um, the reason that I, I, you made me sound kind of like a creeper, they're sliding into your DMS, hitting you. With questions. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are, our slash were clients of yours. So if any coaches yep. listening to this are looking for, mm-hmm. um, a financial planner that understands the challenges of being a coach, we can't recommend Justin highly enough to you. So there you go. There's a free yeah. plug for awesome. I appreciate that guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, didn't know I mean, that was coming by the way. The <laughs> I had no clue that was coming. Yeah. Just, uh, I'll send you my Venmo address <laughs> right we get off the call here, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's totally true. And you know, you probably understand the financial side of it more and how it seems overwhelming, but certainly from the fitness side and like, mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can all identify because we probably have tried a lot of things Mm -hmm. in our past with fitness for whatever reason. We saw somebody else get some success with something. We saw it on a magazine cover um, and we maybe had different levels of success with different things. But you just never really know with the amount of information that's out there, especially with social media, like what is true? Like what is bogus? Is this person out just to try to sell me something? Like what is to this? And it's just overwhelming. But Mm -hmm. the truth is like just with finances, most people who achieve something really drastic or successful with their fitness, with their physique, with their health, they did it by following very basic principles Mm -hmm. consistently, like the Warren Buffett of fitness kind of stuff. Yeah. One of those things, you know, would probably be, and I, I make this analogy all the time is like a caloric deficit, right? If you have a client trying to lose weight, then you'd be in a caloric deficit, which you can talk about a lot more than I can. But the finance version of that is like spend less than you make it. Like it's not, it, it's hard to do, mm-hmm. but the concept is very simple. If you're spending less than you're making, you're going to have money left over to achieve future goals and build future flexibility. Same with like, you know, I know with fitness, if you're in a caloric deficit, it's probably going to work out in your favor over the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as fat loss goes, that's definitely true. It's like the, the principles of this stuff, even if you get past all the smoke and mirrors of what's true and what's not true, the principles are simple. It's in the application where mm-hmm. it gets tricky because it's super popular for hashtag influencers as far as nutrition go on uh, Instagram right now, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, just get a calorie deficit, get in a calorie deficit, stay there until you lose the amount of fat that you, you want and boom, that's it. But like, what do you do with that information? It's like, yes, the, the, the principle of creating financial success is spend less money than you earn, but helping people get to that Mm -hmm. point is the more tricky part. Yeah. Well, they both take like knowledge of what you are spending or what you are eating and then what the deficit should be. Right. It's got to start with some kind of awareness of what your current situation is. And that's sometimes hard for people because Mm -hmm. they feel overwhelmed uh, when they start to go down that road, like, shoot, maybe I'm too far gone. Maybe like, I'm really going to have to cut my lifestyle to, uh, I guess you could apply that to the 
financial yeah, side and to sure. the nutrition side, but um, it has <clears throat> to start with some kind of awareness, which I'm sure is a huge part of your intake with new clients, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say awareness, but then also um, intentionality, right? So getting intentional about what is it you actually want to do? Because awareness is one thing because you like you can figure out what the issues are. But if you don't know where you want to go, like what improvement you're trying to make, you know, in your world, it's like weight loss, build muscle, uh, get more athletic, more coordination, whatever it is. Um, you know, if you don't have an intentional goal in mind of what you want to accomplish, like to Blakely's point, like spending less than you earn, that's cool and all, but like, then what are you doing with that gap, right? Mm -hmm. If you have no intentionality on your goals and your vision for your life, then what are you doing with the gap? Cause, cause yeah, you're at least not creating any problems by spending less than you earn, but then the next step, is, you know, of creating that future that you want is to uh, optimize the gap there and figure out how do you invest in yourself and your business and real estate, stocks, et cetera, whatever it could be to set your future self up for success. Um, I think that's where, you know, to your point, there's a lot of noise out there on social mm -hmm. media. And so there's a lot of people saying, do this, do that. I got rich this way. I got rich that way. And honestly, for both, this stuff just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. This yeah. takes, sometimes it takes a really long time. Yeah. Like, you, you know, I, 30 years of habits don't get reversed <laughs> in, you know, 10 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's not what the like magazine covers and the reels. That it's you not see what on sells. The, right. <laughs> uh, you know, you said something that kind of got me thinking like, and this is one thing I really appreciated when we started working with you was you, you really rooted out with us. Like, you know, what do you want? What do you mm -hmm. want out of your finances? Like, what do you want out of self-employment? What kind of lifestyle are you trying to create? Cause that's the direction I want to lead you. And I think a lot of people, um, especially with just like diet culture in general, we feel like we have to be losing weight all the time. It's like this pressure, but we don't ever like stop to ask ourselves to what end, like yeah. why, like what is the reason that we want to do this? But if there's always this like constant drum going on in our head about got to lose weight, got to lose weight. And then if we don't like actually think about what are the action steps in my life that are actually going to lead to, um, that outcome, once you like have a good reason why you're going to do it, you just, you just have this pressure that you should be making different decisions than you are. Mm -hmm. And it just creates this like doom loop where you feel like you're constantly failing because there's this gap between what you feel like you should be doing and what you're actually doing. Yeah. And it doesn't line up with what you want. And it really just leads people down a bad mental yeah. road, which I think people don't consider. I think they both come with the stereotype of like, if I'm, if I'm managing on my finances, I will have no life. And same thing. If I'm, if I'm yeah. managing my mm -hmm. weight loss, I will have no life and my eating will be boring. You and, know? and really that feeds into like the all or nothing mentality where yeah. it's like, you know, I'm either going to be eating beans and rice right. three days a week if I'm going to ever be able to retire or I'm going to have to eat all salads if I'm ever going to, yeah. you know, improve, improve my health yeah. and lose fat. Yeah, I think, you know, the point I really <clears throat> like there is that's a aggressive change. Like if you were to do that, that's an aggressive change that probably isn't sustainable, right? Yeah. And the reality is, is like for your clients and for my clients, we're looking at long-term focus. Like I want you to create a lifestyle that means you lead a life with intentionality. Every financial decision you make is intentional. It doesn't mean it needs to be restrictive. Like I can intentionally go buy some Chipotle. I can intentionally go buy Starbucks every single morning if I want to, as long as I understand like, hey, I enjoy this, I value this, 
quite frankly, I don't function without coffee. So my Mm -hmm. business would probably do worse without coffee. But like, you know, as long as you understand the decisions you're making. So if it's, you know, you're ordering the dessert at dinner once a week and you know, Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? That gives me the motivation to stick to my diet Mm -hmm. the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. But as long as it fits, you know, within your macros or whatever it is. And I'm not going to go down the road and give that <laughs> advice because uh, that's not my field. But, you know, I, I think just trying not to go into this aggressive change right away, but more so how do you start building the habits to create a lifestyle of making really good financial decisions, a lifestyle of making really good nutrition decisions, a lifestyle mm-hmm. of being active. Um, you know, so I, I, th- I think that's where a lot of times most people are coming and thinking, well, I just want this quickly. I just want to get it done quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're opening the door for kind of the conversation on instant versus delayed mm-hmm. gratification. But w- one thing you made me think of there was like, you know, they could try, you could tie this into finances or nutrition or exercise or lifestyle, whatever. But the thing that causes a lot of us grief in our life is we have our expectations up at one level. And if you're only listening to this, you can't see I'm holding my hand up. <laughs> and then at another level, we have the actions that we're able to take on a day-to-day basis. And when we're in alignment and when we have peace, our expectations are at the same level as our output, our actions. We feel like we're doing the thing that we want to do. But when we keep our expectations up really high, but our actions are in the will, the things we're willing to do are at a much lower level. We feel this gap of discontent. So that's where you, uh, you know, you know, you want to retire someday. You want to have the money to uh, go on vacation, but your actions are that you're, you know, frivolously spending on Amazon or you're going out to eat three times a week. So you, f- you have this gap and that's what makes you feel like you're failing. And the exact same thing goes with nutrition, but to get out of that, you can do one of two things. You can either bring your expectation down to match your level of actions that you're willing to put out, or you can keep your expectations the same and you can dial up your level of consistency and discipline and the things that you're willing to do Mm -hmm. to achieve peace. That's your really, your only two choices. If you want to both get results and have a higher quality of life by not beating yourself up all the time. Interesting. I really like the way you put that. Um, you can either bring your expectations down or you can bring your actions up. The uh, I'm a huge James Clear fan. I don't know about you guys, Atomic Habits. And mm-hmm. so when I was listening to you say that, I was thinking like, you don't have to bring your actions up to your expectations overnight. You can literally just slowly, incrementally mm-hmm. get those actions to be better to eventually meet your expectations. Yeah, And you can do this on like a day-to-day basis too. It doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, this long drawn out, like six month goal. It could just be like, on the, on the uh, fitness and nutrition side, be like, you know what? Like this, it's our anniversary. It's not really, but I'm just saying <laughs> my, and let's say it like, congrats on your fake. Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a fake gift in the mail anytime soon. Um, so like, let's say it's our anniversary. We're going to go out to dinner, uh, but I'm in the middle of a fat loss phase. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to change my expectation for this to be a day where I'm focused on fat loss so that my, ex- so that my actions, which is go out and have, you know, so, a nice bottle of wine and a nice dinner. Don't, they match up with what my expectation was. And then I can get back to mm-hmm. my normal routine tomorrow, not feeling that guilt. It's just about aligning yeah. actions and expectations on a daily basis. Does that tie into finance at all? Yeah, I think so. You know, and one of the things that I really like is because we're talking about actions. A lot of times I focus on, so you can get really results focused or you can get kind of like action process focused. And I always like to, to set goals more on the action side because there's a lot in finance that's outside of our control. And so you keep talking about actions and kind of spurred this thought. And that's, I, I, I kind of want to go down this road a little bit is 
focusing on those actions is going to lead you to success much more likely than focusing on the results. So if I sit here and think, I just want a million dollars in my bank account, which would be really dumb, but let's just use that. I want a million dollars in my bank account. Like I just, that's all I want. And I'm always mm-hmm. focused on that, but I never take the time to say, here are the five things I need to do every single day mm-hmm. because in 10 years, that's going to lead me to have a million dollars in my bank account. If you don't do that, if you can't back into the actions that you need to take and measure that, because what's the point of measuring your your bank account every single day for 10 years when honestly that's going to move very incremental and it's going to discourage you. But if you can say, hey, you know what? This is what I control. I control these five actions that I do every single day. So I know if I can check the box on all five of those, I know that in 10 years, one, either I'm going to have the million dollars in the bank account, I'm going to hit my goal, or two, I'm not. But guess what? I'm going to be really happy with myself because I know I did everything I needed to do to hit that, and everything else was outside of my control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what you know. coaching somebody on their nutrition is like, is taking yeah. their goal of, I want to lose fat, and turning that into a process that then becomes the goal to reach that outcome. And those things usually become these habits that you do without thinking after a while. It just becomes like, like, like for example, if someone like struggles to like make their bed in the morning, they're like, I really just want to be a person that makes my bed and forever, you know, for like months, it's just like, I have to do it. I have to do it. And then it just becomes a part of their life and they don't think about it and they just make their bed. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. And you Did know, my wife put it- you up to that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Are you not making your bed, Justin? <laughs> no, luckily. So my wife's a night shift nurse. So like I roll out of bed, she's like rolling into bed. So oh, like our bed is <laughs> never like made. rarely made because there's always somebody in it. Um, That's funny. You yeah. get a pass. <laughs> she bought me this book one time. I don't know if I have it up here. It's like make your bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We um, may have that book. I know I've seen oh, it. Yeah, I have it somewhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, make your bed by Admiral there you go. William uh, McRaven, U.S. Navy retired. So it was yeah. number one. Number one, uh, New York Times bestseller. So apparently there's uh-huh. a lot of people not making their bed that needed to read this. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah. Haley just shared the, uh, yeah. the commencement speech that I guess that guy. Oh, it's yeah. really good. That. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. That's a good yeah. video. I'll have to link to that. I'll have to find that link mm-hmm. to that in the show notes. I'll send it really to you. She sent it to us yesterday. Yeah, but it's just like example of like these things that become like yes. habits in your life and then you don't even have to like you can check that one off. So I do that automatically. I automatically choose the black coffee instead of the fully loaded or automatically yeah yeah so like the goal in making these changes has to be to become to like find reward in fulfilling the process right like that is the goal like i feel good that i did my five things on my checklist Mm -hmm. for my fitness and nutrition today or i feel good that i you know i saved money before i paid everybody else Mm -hmm. this month that is the process right yeah, absolutely. You got to love the process more than you do the results mm-hmm. or else you'll never stick with it. So, um, you know, I heard you talk one time and I kind of want to pivot to this. Um, I think you was on a podcast. <clears throat> I heard you talking about like the reason you're so into fitness, uh, because, you know, obviously if you look at, you know, fitness coaches across like Instagram, TikTok, whatever, um, you guys are a little bit older than the common one on Instagram. Watch and it now. so, Whoa. um, <laughs> I heard you talk about this one time, but you were like, you know, I don't want to be a liability when I'm mm-hmm. older. And that's why you're so into fitness, you know, despite not being a, you know, 22 year old, you're like 25, um, <laughs> you know? And so I want to talk about that because I thought that was, so you made some really good points when you were talking about that, not wanting to be a burden, like in your mm-hmm. older age. And so that's why staying fit is so important to you. 
I think that was an episode where a, a client actually asked us, like, what is your why? Asking yeah. us, like, why are you, mm, why do you maybe. care about what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's really the main reason, like just a little bit of background. Both of my parents are diabetic. Um, and my dad, he suffers in pain every day because he, he, you know, his blood sugar got completely out of control one time and his wife had to basically bring him back to life by, wow. you know, picking him up off the ground and, you know, trying to wake him up. And in the process, he broke his back and he's been in pain ever since then over 10 years, every single day. Wow. And his quality of life has been greatly decreased from that. And, and, you know, the conditions of him being diabetic are different than most people, but regardless, like I see how losing your strength, losing your fitness, mm-hmm. losing your health as mostly due to lifestyle choices, let's be honest, like can not only affect your own quality of life as you get older, but, um, can cause other people in your life to have to jump in. And as of the time that we're recording this, Blakely and I don't have kids. So it's kind of like this question of, okay, well, who is that person in our life Mm -hmm. that is going to be there to pick us up off the ground? And like, you know, right now there's not anybody, but should there be, we don't want to be a burden on somebody yeah. else. We want to be able to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you, you have a different kind of version of that story too. Yeah. You want to share it? <laughs> no, <it's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to go listen to the other <laughs> podcast episode, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's important to us. Yeah. And I think that's so important because it, it's, you know, financially that's a big deal as well, right? You see it a lot where, um, I think they call it like the sandwich generation where, they're taking care of their children and they're also mm-hmm. taking care of their parents, which mm-hmm. is a huge financial burden. I mean, having kids alone is really expensive, but then to have to take care of your parents, um, it just adds a significant financial burden on your children mm-hmm. that you just don't want to do. And so um, I think there's just so many similarities between that concept of not being a burden and I do see it. I saw it a lot at the old firm. I used to do more traditional retirement planning before I, I pivoted into working with coaches and businesses. And I would see it a lot where it's like they're just living off Social Security and they have no savings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then they're, they're you know, getting put into retirement communities mm-hmm. that aren't the highest quality. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's really important to also, like, if you can't figure out a reason why to do it for yourself, think about those around you mm-hmm. and how it's going to impact them in their futures. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's important, man. And that's yeah. even you know, being self-employed, like, you know, that's one of the reasons that we hired you was to make sure that we were setting ourselves up for mm-hmm. success in the future. And we weren't having to rely on social security because I see the quality of life that you get on social security. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not like, we're not trying to come across as like, we need, you know, put gas in our jet every week. We can do it every other week, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know that that's, uh, it's not realistic and that's not what, m- what most people want for their quality yeah. of life in retirement. Yeah. I want to talk about something else so we can pivot to something else. Um, sure. it, and I think that this is big with both finance and nutrition and training is just really like changing your decision-making process from being one driven by just emotions and instant gratification in the moment to, uh, more logical and more delayed gratification. Um, like when, when I first got out of college, I had a credit card cause that's what every, they give every kid. And I just thought, Oh, I have a credit card mm-hmm. in my pocket now and I want to go eat some lunch. And I know it's $13 to go get this lunch, but that's what sounds good in the moment. And before I knew it, I racked up like a thousand dollars in debt before I even had like a legitimate job just because of, you know, doing yeah. what felt good in the moment. 
And I see people get into this trap with nutrition all the time. Yeah. I mean, the, um, I'm actually going to stick to the nutrition side on this. So for me, like I won't buy junk food because if it's in my house, oh, I'm eating it. Like if there's cookies, brownies, ice cream, I, I can, I can eat a lot of ice cream if I really want to. Uh, if that's in my house, I'm going to eat it because mm-hmm. I will lose all my willpower working. I'll work all day. And by the time eight, nine o'clock comes, like I have no willpower left. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of relying on my own motivation, emotions and willpower, I just don't buy it. I, I would have to get in my car drive a couple of minutes down the road to buy a bag of chips or to go to Dairy Queen. I am guilty of that sometimes, but, um, you, you know, I make it harder on myself yeah. because if yeah. it's easy, if it's easy to make emotional decision, you're going to, because we are humans, right? So we can say like, you need to get away from the emotional decision, but we are human. So we live in an environment where it's really easy to click buy now on Amazon yeah. We just moved to North Carolina. I can order on Amazon. It's here by like 11 a.m. If I order first in the morning, it's like ridiculous. It's like on my doorstep by 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. Sometimes it's literally here in like a half an hour, right? So do you know how – yeah, and they don't have that out in the the woods or in the hills (laughs) in Texas, huh? Um, And so it's so easy for someone online to just go online and buy on Amazon now or to just go to Target and buy things that they don't need because, you know – these companies are really smart. I mean, they put, mm-hmm. I always tell my wife, you're the, like, you're a marketer's best friend because anything that's like eye level and we're going to the register, she's like, Ooh, Ooh. And I'm like, no, they, that's why, that's why it's there. Right. <laughs> and so like, you know, it, it's really hard to go from making emotional decisions to logical decisions. Mm-hmm. And so you have to put barriers in between. You have to make it harder on yourself to make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was just a long rant to say like, that sounds really simple, but it's actually really, really hard in yeah. today's world. Yeah. And what you brought up is one of the best ways to do it is to create an environment that supports your habits and your goals. Mm-hmm. Also, just to make good decisions easier and bad decisions harder. It's like if if you say that, I'll just talk about all the finance stuff and you talk about all the nutrition <laughs> stuff. But like, it's like, you know, like you taught us, like if you want to start saving in an investment account, uh-huh. you need to set it up so that money is debited from your account at the first of the month every month to make it much more likely that you make that decision. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, left to our own emotions, we'll get to the end of the month and be like, I really want to save or do I want to order that? Whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Automate, automate everything you can for finances, automate everything you can. And you know, it's a term called pay yourself first, right? So Mm -hmm. your goals come at the beginning of the month, not the end of the month, because to your point, you just said, if you wait to the end of the month there, uh, what is that? I think it's like Parkinson's law where, uh, your time you fill, fill up, up all the time, time. Yeah. but it's the same thing in the sense of money, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll spend what's available. So the end of the month comes, you're not going to have any money to pay yourself. You got, yeah. you have to do it up front. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's really important to be in, it comes back to like at the beginning, we said be intentional. You intentionally yeah. do that, you know, and you know, you talk about environment, like the other day on Instagram, I saw that it was like raining near you guys. And so you brought like the gym into the office. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so practicing what you preach over there, you know, Blakely's on calls and Jonathan's doing squat, uh, uh, girls in the squat rack probably. So exactly. Um, True story. Yeah. It's like, but like, it's so easy to kind of forgive ourselves for, because we are human for not doing the thing that we 
say we want to do mm-hmm. kind of going back to the inner conflict thing. It's not that big a deal. If one month you don't save for mm-hmm. retirement, it's not that big a deal if you miss one workout, but what is the habit that right. you're building over time? Like, are you creating a lifestyle that leads towards what you want or are you not? Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal if you've been doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. So to kind of compound on that, right? Like it is a big deal if this is your first month trying to do it and you, and you failed, right? Cause yeah. now you're just still at back of the, you know, where you started. Um, but I have a buddy, he's a, a financial planner for tattoo artists. And he had an example of this recently where he had a client, I think they were saving into a Roth every month and they had an opportunity to go on like an anniversary trip overseas like or something and it was going to require him to just not contribute to the Roth for that one month but because he had contributed consistently for the past you know couple years or that year or whatever the it was it was not that big of a deal for him to forego that one month and then get right back on track the next month Mm -hmm. just like you know probably in fitness if you're very healthy and you're very active it's not that big of a deal if you have one cookie today and then tomorrow you get back onto your diet, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, um, that's nobody. Nobody is like nobody's results are determined from one right. one choice or yeah. one decision. It's just compounding decisions. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, and that but the thing is, like, so many people will use that one hashtag quote poor decision as a reason to continue making poor decisions because mm-hmm. they feel like they've ruined all their progress. Mm-hmm. That's the real issue with. Uh, with bad decisions, or it becomes making. a habit to skip the workout, sure. or it becomes a habit to eat the cookie, or it becomes a habit to not deposit the money. Right. Yeah. Before you know it, it's been yeah. three months since you made a deposit, or it's been yeah. you know a week a week straight of eating out at restaurants, mm-hmm. and now your results really have started to yeah. change. Yeah, I forget who it is. I think <clears throat> it's. Um, I want to say it's Seinfeld actually, which I know is crazy, but he had this, like he would write a joke every day. Yeah, it is Seinfeld. Yeah. He'd put an X. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the point of it was like, if I missed one X, just do not mix, miss two in a row. You know what I mean? Like the, Uh the whole, like, you know, there's going to be days where you miss one. Don't miss two in a row. Right. To your point, like, don't let it become a habit. Get right back on track. Well, his Um, whole thing was like, he wanted to keep a chain. Like he's like, if I miss an X, it's not a chain anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's like all, they're all linked together and you can see like this consistency of writing jokes, I think was his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to drill into clients heads that, you know, getting, first of all, I hate the term, get back on track. (laughs) That's like, uh, I'll just never stop ranting about that. But <laughs> like getting back on track is, is not an on-ramp like back onto the freeway. It is literally a left <clears throat> turn with the very next decision that you have available. Yeah. Point, plain and simple. We overcomplicate it. Does that make sense? Yeah. He made no. that up. The, the on-ramp thing. <laughs> no, like I don't it, get it. <laughs> people are like, people are like, I'm going to get back on track. Like, uh, you know, they I'm going to, I'm like going to work my way getting into back on track. Like, oh, oh, so it's not like you're like going into it. You're like taking yeah, a left. And just, just like just, go right into the you, next right decision yeah. instead of like, oh, I'm getting back on track. Okay. I'll start, you know, ramping up to it. Right. I, I get, I wrote a <clears throat> blog about this last I week. I see what you're saying. It's like, if, what if you, you've got pulled over by a cop and they were like, you were going 80 miles an hour in the speed limit. And you're like, yeah, I've just been really off track with my, with my, <laughs> my driving speed. lately, but I'm going to get, I'm planning on getting back on track on Monday. Like you're going, you're going to jail. It's like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, there's you're no you go speed limit from now. Like, you're not going <laughs> right. to ease into it. You're going to do it right. now. Next time you drive, like when you put your foot on the gas and turn the car back on, you're going to drive the speed limit. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. 
You know, as we start to kind of wrap up some of these similarities, um, I kind of want to circle it back to this because we're both, you know, you're obviously, you guys are coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't call myself a coach, but I'm a coach really, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm helping people uh, with their habits and, and kind of getting on the right track. Uh, <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things we had kind of gone back and forth about is like, no one can do the work for you, right? So like you can hire a coach to help you. Uh, You can hire a financial planner to help you. We can't care more about your processes and results more than you do. Like you have to do the work at the end of the day. It all falls back on yourself. You're accountable to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite saying, someone else has it. I wish we could, you know, put it on all our sweatshirts, but it's, you got to want it. Yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to want it. You got to be the one that yeah. puts in the reps in the gym. You got to be the one that makes the food choices. Yeah. You got to be the one that makes the decision where you're going to click buy now on mm-hmm. Amazon. And I think like that's what makes it so hard is like we're forced, we're faced with so many stinking decisions. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but I think that's why people jump from program to program. Also, maybe they're looking for some kind of magic pill that doesn't require them to actually make sacrifices, use discipline, have systems in place to set themselves up for success. And, uh, they try it for a while. They realize it's just like every other thing that requires work and then they skip on to the next thing. But, you know, having awareness and swallowing that tough to swallow pill is sometimes the only thing you need to do. Yeah. And I think like, the um i'm gonna have to cut this out because i totally lost what i was gonna say. <laughs> you're talking about um having to be the one to do the work yeah you gotta want it you gotta want it yeah all right i'm gonna pretend like this didn't happen it's all right yeah so i think like you know that's why i always start you know as you mentioned earlier starting with the vision like where do you want to be what do you want to be And the reason is because I can constantly remind you of that throughout the process. So you can tie it back to, it makes your decision process, your decision making process a lot easier Mm -hmm. when you can tie it back to why am I making this hard decision that does not give me any instant gratification, right? Yeah. Oh, it's because I want to be this version of my future self five years, 10 years, 25 years down the road. Mm -hmm. And I know what I do today is going to impact that version of me. And if you're not constantly reminded of that, if you don't see that all the time, it is really hard to make that decision. Someone did a study. I forget who it was, but it was like, if you do you remember when there was like that trend going where you could put your picture of your face and it would turn you into an old man? Yeah. 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 So, or an old woman, like that was, someone did a study on that and like people are more likely to think about retirement planning when they see that. Like they can relate to their future self now, right? Whereas like right now, I can't even see what I'm going to be 10 years from now. But if I see Mm -hmm. a picture of me that looks like I'm like 75, Mm -hmm. I can think about what's life going to be like when I'm 75. And then then you kind of bring it back to retirement planning. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just understanding who is it you want to be? Why do you want to be that way? So that way each decision becomes just a little bit easier. I heard somebody say one time with making decisions with your health and fitness, like, you know, what would the healthy version of you do and use that mm, as like like that. a framework mm-hmm. for decision making? Yeah. Cause like, it's easy to get lost in the day to day and like yeah. forget that the, the way that we are now is because of the lifestyle habits and choices we've made over the last five years. 
but we're in the moment now we're actually making the lifestyle and mm -hmm. habit decisions that are going to lead to who we are in five years. Yeah. It's hard to think like, Oh, well I cannot, ha can I not have the cookie now? Can I not spend the money now? Like it's hard to not think about what do you want right now? Mm -hmm. It's just every day we're faced with those yeah. decisions, but you just have to keep reminding yourself to look, look toward that future. And, and it sounds like maybe we're, you know, advertising, living some kind of stoic lifestyle <laughs> no. where you don't enjoy anything. That's yeah. definitely not the case for us. It's, it's about, it's about finding the balance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, it's all this progress right. happens in the gray area where you're not being hundred percent perfect and yeah. you're not a hundred percent off track. It happens <laughs> in the middle. And, uh, I think that's kind of lost on a lot mm -hmm. of people, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if you save every penny you make, that's a miserable life. <laughs> yeah. If you're never willing to eat dessert, mm -hmm. unless you're like a competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. That right. kind of sucks. Like mm -hmm. I really like cheesecake. Um, I really <laughs> let out all my bad desires here, but you know, like, so you do have to find a happy medium that <clears throat> allows you to be the future version of yourself, mm -hmm. but also enjoy the present moment because life's not guaranteed, right? We don't know if we're here a day from now, five years from now, or 20 years from now. Yeah. So while yeah. we do have to plan for that future version of ourselves, we do also have to bring it back and understand like the future, future, our future self isn't even guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So don't be like miserable yeah, daily. Exactly. Like you got to find a way to enjoy the process that's beneficial for both your current self, your present self and your future yeah. self. That's, exactly. that's a great point, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Justin Green. Again, you can check him out on Instagram at Justin Green FP. You guys have a good rest of your day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.